Catherine Lorimer and welcome to my book review. Um, I'm doing a first of a season of book reviews in 2023. First one I've looked at is Ant Middleton, Mental Fitness, 15 Rules to Strengthen Your Body and Mind. So ex-Marine Ant Middleton was also Chief Instructor on SES Who Dares Wins. Ant has become a much-loved master of extreme adventure and a true leader of a positive mindset and a successful author. Now, the book Mental Fitness, I found this book really easy to read and I read a chapter a night over a two-week time frame. I read lots of books, but I felt that there were so many important messages in this book that it was important to try and get it out into wider society for anybody who maybe doesn't like to read uh, or who can't read, maybe doesn't want to listen to the whole book being read to them. So I've put together just a brief synopsis on each chapter just to try and get the important messages across. Um, And I've also listed the lessons that Ant Middleton puts as key points at the end of each chapter. So, chapter one, be the ultimate soldier. This is a really good description of thoughts and feelings and the adrenaline that runs through you when you're involved in a military operation. It's important to appreciate that your military training just automatically kicks in and when you're in a situation of high adrenaline, you automatically follow your training. It also got me thinking about the connection between the body and mind, which I had never really thought about before, as I see them as separate. But the author is right. They are connected. And he also illustrates the importance of eating well, getting enough sleep and exercising as your body needs to be physically healthy to support your mind. He says that people are so busy living, they forget to work on themselves. And I can certainly relate to this, as this was me. And I've been working on myself this past year and I already feel physically fitter and much mentally stronger because of it. So the lessons from chapter one are when your body and mind are in harmony, you can push yourself to the limits and beyond. Your mind and body are not separate. They are all part of the same system. And lastly, we are all a work in progress. Moving on to chapter two, build a solid foundation of inner confidence. So this chapter is a great insight into confidence. You must believe in yourself and that there will be people who doubt you, but it's really important to believe in yourself and take people's doubt and use it to show them that actually they're wrong, you can do it. Your confidence should never rest on the approval of others and you should never judge yourself against others. It's important just to be the best version of yourself and sometimes you have bad days and you don't do as well as maybe you'd have liked but then other times you'll have good days and that's just the way it goes. Confidence is affected by weakness and insecurities and by events of the past and people put up barriers to prevent themselves from doing anything but you have to expose your insecurities and weaknesses over and over again until vulnerability becomes a strength feeling uncomfortable is good because this means you are growing and learning. So the lessons from this chapter are your confidence should be based on what you know you're capable of, not the opinions of others. Confidence is not a natural trait. You won't become confident overnight. No setback is ever final. Imposter syndrome is forced on us by other people's negativity. And lastly, building your confidence isn't the work of a day. It's the work of a lifetime. So now moving on to chapter three, be authentic. A lot of people are living lives that are not true to themselves. They are friends with people that they know are not good for them. 
They're doing jobs they don't like and they haven't worked out how to escape the existence yet. Instead of living a compromise, you need to find a way to live an authentic life. Stop lying to yourself. Stand up and be proud of who you are and what you stand for. And if you're not, then you need to change yourself. When you are being true to yourself, you will find it a lot easier to be decisive. A lot of people spend their lives with indecision, too busy worrying about what other people might think. Remember, only one person should be writing the story of your life, and that is you. Be your true, authentic self and you will be much happier. And when it comes to life, your opinion is the only one that matters. And remember, there is no normal. We should just treat people with respect as we would like to be treated ourselves. So respect each other's choice in life and don't try and tell people how to live their lives. But don't be afraid to speak up for what you believe in. The lessons from this chapter are, don't be a square peg in a round hole. Your authentic self is precious. Guard it fiercely. Normal is a concept designed to make us conform. Pay attention to individuals, not identities. And lastly, if you demand respect, you'll have to give it as well. So moving on now to chapter four, live your life right. And he talks about putting himself through gruelling challenges that put pressure on his body and mind, but highlighted that by going back to a family routine, he was able to recover quickly. He also talks about the importance of having a daily routine in his life because it's important to provide structure. And also about the importance of exercise for mental and physical health and that it helps us sleep and that this needs to be something that you can easily fit into your daily schedule. It's equally important to exercise your brain by putting yourself in a new situation. Challenge yourself to do something, read a book, take up a new hobby, learn a new skill. It's all really important. So the lessons from this chapter are fatty diets and get quick fit schemes only ever have short term solutions. Don't live your life on default. Set up good habits when you are young. You must consistently exercise your body and mind. Your body is the best guide there is to what needs to function on the best level. And lastly, sleep, optional extra. Chapter 5. Centre your life around your family. Centre your life around your family and Ant tells of how he didn't do that and followed his dream when he feels he should have been there for his family. He talks about the importance of being there for their young children and that giving them responsibilities so they're in preparation for the big wide world that they will enter one day also how important it is not to bring work home with you you have to have a separate work and life to make sure that you have that balance and just to concentrate on your family and don't shut people out if you're not happy say you're not happy and why and be aware of the energy you're emitting while you and your partner will argue don't scream and shout at each other in front of the kids think about how that will impact on their lives If they hear you, children need to feel loved, they need to feel secure and they need guidance. And when they misbehave, it is because they are seeking attention. And you need to do things with them, not just give them an iPad if they misbehave or talk through what, why they did what they did and the consequences. If you decide to have children, then you must put their needs before your own. So the lessons from this chapter. Being a parent isn't a part-time job. Your children didn't ask to be born. Putting food on the table is just the start. Don't force kids to deal with your problems. Set the right example. And families don't fix themselves.
Chapter 6. Embrace failure. Failure is okay. You have to open yourself up to failure. You have to commit to something even though there is a chance you'll fail at it. If you don't, you'll miss opportunities to learn and grow. And there's a few quotes that I'd like to read you now from his book. When you embrace failure, you're taking the first steps on the way to avoid being the sort of bitter creature who slumps in the corner of a pub, making a whole pint last an evening, saying over and over again to nobody in particular, I wish I had tried. I focus too much on what might happen if things go badly. You might lose sight of all the good things that have will come your way if things go well. How are you going to find out passion in life if you spend the entire time worrying about getting your fingers burnt? Pretending you're happy isn't healthy. Don't dwell on the past. Don't just be known for something you did once. Don't take it personally and don't fall into the trap of thinking your setbacks are a result of you being a bad person or that you deserve to fail. Don't blame yourself and don't think there must be something wrong with me. Don't catastrophize because what is going on in your head becomes reality. Success doesn't happen overnight. It can take years to build up. You need to keep at it. You need to take responsibility for failures. For the very worst thing you can do is blame other people or complain about your circumstances. If you blame others, you are denying yourself the opportunity to learn from your failure. You should analyse every setback. Look at where you're vulnerable and where your weaknesses are. If you blame other people for your mistakes you've made, you won't solve the problems. You're just going to ensure you make the same mistakes over and over again. Ant talks about his first marriage and that although the day-to-day things were okay, neither of them were actually really happy. The marriage wasn't going anywhere and if they stayed together, they'd have just spent the rest of their lives making each other miserable. So lessons from this chapter. Failure is the best teacher there is. Never pass the book. Never point the finger. One step back, two steps forwards. No setback is ever final and time is on your side. Chapter 7. Don't tell lies. Ant tells the story of how a small lie he told turned into a big consequential lie and how it impacted on other people's lives. He talked about his mother being a compulsive liar and how he used to do the same, including telling himself in his first marriage that it was actually all he wanted. People lie and they think they've got away with it, but that's not true. Almost everyone gets found out, sometimes years later. If no one realises you're lying to create a new reality based on a lie. When you lie, you cause other damage to other people. So think about how your dishonesty might impact on others. The consequences for the person who lies is that you're left with the guilt and the shame about what you have done. You'll be left with a reputation as a liar and it does a a significant amount of psychological damage. It also ends up with a situation where no one believes a single word you say. It is horrible for everyone close to you. Do you really want to be that sort of person who no one trusts? Do you want people to think everything you say is a lie? If you can't be honest with yourself, the only person you're cheating is you. If you blame other people for your own failures, tell yourself reassuring fibs to cover your own weaknesses and pretend that you are a different human being to the one you really are, you will end up living a lie. And day after day, you are making a series of small bad decisions in order to support the big bad decisions and your existence will be wasted playing catch up. Lessons. Lies don't work. 
Lies beget lies. Lies can ruin lives and lives erode trust. Chapter 8. Stop worrying about the future. Everybody gets anxious. The discomfort you feel rarely matches the size of the problem you're facing. He talks about the anxiety you feel worrying about the worst that could happen. In his case, losing a job and having no income to support his family and being anxious worrying about the worst that could happen. Then the realisation that the worst has happened and that they're all still standing. When he reached that point, he realised as they were all still standing, his mind cleared and he could pursue new job opportunities to get more money in. And people who struggle with anxiety either live in the past gripped by the memory of a damaging experience or live in the future afraid of what might happen. And you need to live in the present. Living in the past and the future is your imagination. You can't change the past and you can't predict the future. So it's no wonder people end up feeling stressed and anxious if they're living in the past or the future. You need to focus on what is actually in front of you. Obsessing about something isn't going to make it go away and the future is unknown so he doesn't spend too much time planning his life and it's unhealthy planning what to do in a worst case scenario. Laughter is also important for anxiety. It can break the spell. If you know you suffer from stress or anxiety, keep your distance from people who generate those emotions from you. Lessons from this chapter. Don't get trapped in a world of what if. Work out what is and isn't in your hands. Remember that nothing endures. The future is bright. The power of humour. Anxiety is a negative form of energy, but you can flip it into a positive. Chapter 9. Learn to love your body. Ant talks about a photo shoot for Men's Health magazine and how he was not happy with the way he looked in his picture in 2019 and how he did more to look good for the photo in 2020. However, he points out that in reality, the man in the picture in 2019 was much physically fitter than the man in the picture in 2020. And we should all learn to love the body we have. And everyone has something that they're not completely happy with. But if you want to lose weight or get fitter, then you must be doing it for yourself. And not because you want to look like someone who has been posted an unrealistic and photoshopped picture of themselves on social media. Lessons. Our body is amazing and unique. No body is ever perfect. You fit 100% into your own skin. Your health is paramount. Internet trolls or inadequate leeches. Don't be ashamed of taking care of yourself. Chapter 10. Make strong connections. Ant talks about his first marriage breakup and the importance of having a few quality friends that you have if you have a really strong connection with rather than a large quantity of friends. He talks about the importance of making your own mind up about someone and the connection and energy between the two of you is more important than anything else. He talks about people who would prefer to have someone that looks good on their arm rather than someone who they are actually connected to. And if they enter into a relationship because someone looks nice, even though they're not really compatible and years can pass and they can even have kids then realise it's too late to end the relationship because that will cause all sorts of collateral damage. He says, don't be the kind of fool who puts more thought into the brand of vacuum cleaner they buy than the sort of person they're going to spend the rest of their lives with. And the best relationships are those where the two parties have been honest from day one. But you will only be able to make that connection with someone when you have made that connection with yourself. If you're pretending to be someone you're not, you're never going to form meaningful bonds with others because you won't be participating in a pantomime of a relationship. 
He also talks about the importance of being able to have meaningful conversations with someone and lessons from that chapter. Good relationships are built on strong connections. Every relationship is a shared project. Energy never lies. Life is too short for small talk and find common ground. Chapter 11. Control your emotions and don't let them control you. It is important to be in control of your emotions and work out your triggers. If you have a fear of heights, just work on it by going up a height to your limit and then go back down and then repeat by going a bit higher up next time until you reach the top of whatever it is you are climbing. And break down your feelings if you're unhappy and ask yourself why once you've started naming your feelings, you'll be able to get control of them. Lessons from this chapter. You can learn to control your emotions. Your emotional makeup is unique to you. Expose your emotions before they expose you. Letting go isn't always good and never stop taking those layers off. Chapter 12. Hard times don't last, hard men do. Ant talks about his mother's death and his resilience in dealing with this, which came from his life experiences and how in life bad things happen and we have to learn how to get through them. Ant talks about some soldiers he served with and how they hadn't dealt with their demons. So when they were under extreme pressure and stress, their demons emerged and those soldiers ended up doing things that they later found very hard to live with. He talks about not wrapping children up in cotton wool. They need to be exposed to failures like losing at football, getting too much homework to enable them to cope with real life. And if you have a problem, you have to have a positive mindset so you can lean into the problem, strip back the situation, ideally the problem, and how to get control back. And don't be afraid of making a bad decision. It's better than making no decision at all. Lessons. Bad things will happen. Don't get caught in the kindness trap. Nobody ever got resilient by staying in their bedrooms. When things go wrong, adopt a leadership mentality. A bad decision is better than no decision you're already resilient. Chapter 13, you can break through the pain barrier. Know your pain threshold, push yourself hard in the gym, go for a run and do more than you were going to and keep doing that and accept that you will have failures, but keep going. If you're working towards something like a marathon, try to get in lots of small wins. Lessons from this chapter. Everyone has a pain threshold. Discover as much as you can about the way pain affects you. The war against pain is as much mental as it is physical and you have a body and mind, so use them both. Chapter 14, learn to say no. Ant talks about a meeting between two businessmen in Venezuela and I know the meeting was in Spanish, which Ant doesn't speak. It's obvious that one man is trying to bully the other into a decision. The man who is being bullied stands up and says no to the man's demands, which Ant says taught him a lesson in saying no. And also provides useful information about how to handle an argument and the importance of remaining calm. He also provides great practical advice about dealing with bullies. Lessons from this chapter. If you never stand up for yourself, no one will respect you. Confrontation doesn't need to be aggressive. You're responsible for what you say and how you say it. A bully's negativity isn't your problem. Don't be a bomb thrower. And chapter 15. Look after your beard. Always look after yourself, look smart, take pride in your appearance and remember you're an individual, one of a kind, you are special and beautiful, messy, imperfect and amazing.